Are you going through a divorce with a narcissist? Do you feel in, unempowered? Do you feel like everything's against you? Do you feel like you don't know the rules? You don't know what to do and, and you're, you're frozen. That's how most people are when they start a divorce. Today, my guest is Beverly Price and she's from Her Empowered Divorce. She's got a podcast, we'll tell you about it later, but um, we're gonna talk about how to get ourselves empowered before, during and after the divorce because the, the more empowered we are, and sometimes it's with information, sometimes it's just with changing some patterns and recordings so that we can get through this okay. And that's what I want you guys to learn. So we're going to go meet Beverly right now, and I'll see you on the other side. Welcome, Beverly. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This is, I've been so looking forward to this. I'm, I'm glad that you're here and I, I would love it if you could just do a little introduction so that my audience knows who you are. Sure. Well, my name is Beverly Price and I am a divorce and empowerment coach for women. I have a uh, coaching service called Her Empowered Divorce and I grew up in a home with everything materially, but didn't know how to foster self-worth and self-esteem. So I grew up looking for attention. As a result, I went from one marriage to another marriage thinking that a man would fix me and learned that it didn't work. So as a byproduct of multiple divorces, I decided that I wanted to help other women. Earlier in my career, before that realization, I was a corporate executive for 15 years and spent a lot of time looking at other women, comparing myself to their outsides and feeling very less than because I was looking at my insides. And so I wanted to combine the best of divorce coaching, which is to guide a woman through the divorce process or to guide a man through the divorce process, along with empowerment coaching. So they come out empowered, feeling good about themselves, having an identity, having an a voice and to come out the other side. Oh my God, that's what everybody needs. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry that you went through that, but it is in my world, which is of the people who have been abused by narcissists, it is very often a trail back to the family, which left us feeling less than, not good enough, um, right. needing that validation externally because we never got it as children. So it, it does weak, it does come into our relationships, it comes into our divorce until we break the patterns and learn how to empower ourselves without needing someone else. And I'm not saying fix it. I, I hate that. Oh, you're going to fix me. I never went into my marriage going, fix me. I didn't right. was broken is the more important part, right? I was normalized to the abuse I had gotten. And so we just repeat the patterns of what we knew. And if someone taught you to play baseball, you'd be a good baseball player. If someone exactly teaches you to, to, you know, not value yourself and constantly put you down, that's what you internalize. And that's what you end up walking into a marriage with. So let's talk about how do we empower people. But before we start with how do and why do we need empowerment? What does empowerment look like? Well, to me, for a person to be empowered, they need to find their voice. Mm -hmm. They need to feel good about themselves. They need to feel confident. They need to feel like they have an inner strength 
that they can use to get through whatever they need to get through. They need to not shrink before others and they need to feel like they can stand tall and be who they are and not necessarily be who someone else wants them to be. I would like to add one thing to the comments you made earlier about looking back to our childhood. I think one thing I also discovered was that for a long time, I blamed my parents for not feeling empowered. And when I did a look back, I realized they weren't taught anything different. Mm -hmm. You know, just like I wasn't taught how to feel self-worth, neither was my mother or her mother or hers. It was passed down generationally. So it's almost like low self-worth is ingrained in our DNA. And that's why I think moving toward empowerment is so important for all of us. Absolutely. I just finished listening to an audible book called um, It Didn't Start With You, mm -hmm. which actually shows the DNA from the family, the generational trauma from our grandparents oh. there and how it all comes in how our mothers or fathers, you know, that's what they learned and that's what they learned and, and so on. Right. But that trauma that whatever they experienced, again, could be many generations away, Absolutely. gets implanted in your grandmother and then your mother. And then, you know, we, mm -hmm. we absorb it because just like I didn't know any better. My mother certainly didn't either. So right. I, I have learned to come to peace and she's, she's gone now, but I've come to peace. This wasn't her fault either. Um, yeah. Certainly didn't have any skills. She shouldn't have never had children, but um, that's a whole nother video, but let's get sure. to your empowerment because it is all yes. part of what disempowers us. And, and, you know, us speaking mm -hmm. to this at the very beginning here is talking to my audience to understand that this isn't necessarily, you know, your first rodeo in understanding that, you need to empower yourself. So if right. I now know we have to learn this, so why do we need it? And how do we get there? Well, what led me kind of down this passionate path I have about empowerment are some statistics that I saw about women. Now I'll preface it with they're about women and I haven't seen any similar statistics for men, okay. but I have certainly heard that there are men who feel this way. And it starts out with that 79% of women don't feel confident. One out of every two women does not feel beautiful. 67% of women don't consider themselves intelligent. And let's see, four out of five, every professional of every professional woman, four out of five professional women feel less than other women. So you start with that. Okay. Then you throw divorce on top of it and think of one of those trash compactors that just smushes you down and down and down. And that's what happens. It's, uh, it's just inevitable. And, uh, most of the time, at least when I grew up professionally in the executive world, it was, you don't show them that you sweat. You don't show them that you're sad. You don't show them that you're insecure. You, what you look like on your outside is what you are. And what I battled with was there were two different people. There was the outside Beverly and the inside Beverly mm -hmm. and the outside looked confident. And the inside was about as far from it as you could get. 
and that, and that goes into a lot of imposter syndrome too. When oh yeah. That, like, you know, on the outside, everyone thinks it's all good and, and, you know, but in, inside we're crying and just yeah. go through the motions because we don't feel enough in that case. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so as we're looking at this, um, you know, how do we empower her during divorce? Is it like while we're going through the divorce? Is it after the divorce? When do we get this empowerment? Because I would think people need it to get through the divorce, to be more confident, yes. more secure. But where, where does it start? Do we start before it? When, when's the best time to learn and do this kind of work? Well, ideally, if we could start as children, you know, <laughs> and learn how to empower our children, but given that we can't or haven't, then um, in relation to the divorce process, ideally it would start when you're just thinking about it or in the stage of your marriage where you're beginning to wonder, do I want a divorce? Do I not? Because you need to feel strong to make that decision. It takes strength. Mm -hmm. So empowerment can come from different sources. It can come from information. Okay. It can come from knowing what your choices are, knowing what your tools are, knowing what your resources are. So that's one kind of empowerment. The other kind can come from within. And I call it more an emotional empowerment. And it's how I feel about myself and how I let other people make me feel. Mm -hmm. And then there are some other forms of empowerment that deal with things like, um, uh, am I going to accept responsibility for myself and do the work I need to grow? Mm. So all of those components can come together at each stage. So for example, in the stage before they actually move into divorce, what I call the contemplation stage, to me, there's two big components. There's the component of clarity that is necessary, helping them think clearly helping them process their emotions so it's not a knee-jerk decision, that they really understand and can rationally look at the reasons for their decision. The other part is um, how they feel about themselves, because if you don't feel good about yourself, you're not necessarily going to take healthy steps. So you need to, in some cases, help a woman or a man practice how to be a healthier person, how to be a happier person. And one of the methods I use is that I ask my clients to visualize what would a healthy and happy woman look like. Okay, so they've got that mental picture. And then I say, that's what I want you to be like for the next two weeks every day. When you wake up, you're gonna put on that outfit, that, that, that strong woman, that healthy woman, that positive woman is gonna put on. And I want you to practice saying positive things to yourself, affirmations. I want you to practice things like gratitude journaling and so many other things to do. But to actually keep practicing until it becomes a part of you. And some people have said to me, is that act as if, and to me, act as if is sounds a little more superficial. Mm -hmm. What I'm talking about is literally changing the way you think. Mm -hmm. 
We all have pathways in the brain. And for many years, we have created negative pathways, whether it's from our own negative self-talk, which is pretty rampant, mm -hmm. or from negative things that other people have said to us. Mm -hmm. And what we have to do is we, and, and the more we say those negative things or hear them, the deeper those negative paths get. So what we need to do is we need to switch that mindset from negative pathways and create new positive ones by speaking positively, being around positive people, positive reinforcement. But that doesn't mean that just because we do it once that we're not going to revert back. So it's this constant baby step process of I'm having this negative thought now switch to a positive and I might only be able to hold the positive for 30 seconds. And so I'll go back and I'll go back and I'll go back. And it's little baby steps of practice shifting your mind mm -hmm. and creating those new pathways. That's brilliant. That's I, I just taught a class this morning and um, we we're talking about guilt and shame. And mm -hmm. It was about rewiring your brain. When exactly. Negative thoughts come in that, you know what, I'm a bad mother. I shouldn't have had a baby with this demon person, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. But you did. And did you do it willingly? Like I said to them, did you go shopping at the jail to find a criminal? Or did you fall in love with someone who pretended to love you? Like let mm -hmm. go of the guilt of I had a baby. And like with this person, you never saw that person until you did. You saw a good person. You saw someone who adored you. Hold on to, you know, let go of the fact that you did something wrong in doing that. And it's simply rephrasing. It's like, you know what, for that one who is like, I shouldn't have had a, a child with them. Well, I had a child with them and I didn't know who they were at the time. Now I'm glad I do. Right. Yeah. And that takes away the, the, the negative feelings that they were feeling like, oh God, I am so bad. I should have never had a baby with him. Did you know it? No. So forgive exactly. yourself. Let go of that feeling because that they're not even here and you, they're still in your head. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah, I think a lot of those thoughts have to be processed and played out. Mm -hmm. And I had to do that to get to the place where I look back and I could say, I was absolutely the best mother I was capable of being at that moment. But I need to become a better mother going forward. Mm -hmm. Those are the kinds of things I was absolutely the best wife I could be. I was absolutely the best employee I could be or the best woman I could be. But now, since I'm aware, I can move forward and grow. Absolutely. That's that we are talking the same lingo here. Absolutely. Talking. I know we do. It, it's like empowerment means so many things. It's it's mm -hmm. that negative thoughts and empowering yourself to put it a different way so that you can let go of that thing that's telling you you're bad, right? If we've been told our whole life that you're not good enough, but they're gone and you're sitting here and you just replay the tape. It just takes a, another rephrasing and again, practice. I told them if, if you do it, you know, a thousand times, do it a thousand and one times. It's, it's never, you mm -hmm. have to, until you rewire the brain, you just have to keep repetitively going, okay, it's, you're gonna get that feeling. 
but it's mm -hmm. the gain is to learn how to have it last less time. Last time I was like on the, under the covers and miserable for a week. And now it only took me an hour. That's a huge improvement, right? We go exactly. until it becomes okay, I got it, threw that idea, rephrased it, it's out, I'm done, and I'm more empowered. So yes. what, what other kind of things um, do people need to know about empowering themselves through the divorce? Because so much is going to happen and mm -hmm. they're not familiar with it and they're scared. So sure. what else do we need to tell them? Well, I think there's, there are a number of things. One is they need a quarterback on their team and they need a solid team. So a divorce coach is a great quarterback who helps you navigate the process. What you can learn from that is one, you learn who all the possible experts that are available to you that you may want on your team. You learn about the terminology, you learn about the process, the legal and financial process in divorce is very, very challenging. Mm -hmm. Many women and maybe some men were raised to think we're not good at math. We can never understand financial information, right? So you throw your hands up and you give up. But to be an active, informed participant through the divorce process, you need to learn certain things. You also need to learn how to communicate, to negotiate, and to regulate your emotions. The biggest mistake anyone can make in divorce is to let their emotions hijack them so that it affects their communication, their negotiation, um, their interaction with their divorce team, attorney, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so there's so many things that a person needs to know through that process. So again, that's the information component of going through divorce. Mm -hmm. The second component is understanding the emotional cycles of divorce that it's like this, it's a roller coaster. Mm -hmm. And one day you can feel good. And the next day you feel awful. And that divorce, it does follow a grief process, just like a death does. Mm -hmm. And there is anger, and there is grief, and there is sadness, and there is bargaining, and all of that. And then the other element is not only realizing what your emotions are, but then let's take steps to strengthen you to be prepared for whatever comes your way. Mm -hmm. Because as we know, divorce brings the curveballs, the unexpected, the um, slams at you and, and things like that. And you really have to be prepared. Now, I would, I always like to say when I'm talking about this subject, that there's one critical thing. And that is, if a woman is experiencing domestic violence, everything I'm saying goes out the window, because the first person she needs to call is a domestic violence expert. She needs to call either her local shelter she needs to call a domestic violence therapist. She needs to call the U.S. National Help Hotline because 70% of women that leave an abusive abuser are murdered. 70? 70. That is the riskiest moment in a woman's life. Wow. You must, you must, you must plan. You must plan not with what you think is a good plan in your head, 
but from the experts, they know how to do it and they know how to not do it right. That's not a moment to mess around with. Wow, that's so true. And again, yeah. all my my victims are not necessarily domestic violence. I always say, you know, the domestic violence arena has so much information that has to do with abuse. Um, and mm -hmm. so it overlaps and it's good practice to get into it, to get the help, to get some counseling mm -hmm. from them. Because yep. they teach you things like you, like an exit plan, for example. It's different for a different person than someone who's being abused. You right. have a lot more risk and they know, boom, you do this. And this is what you got to prepare. This is what you hide. And that's, right. what, you know, get your bag of clothes in the car and send them to your friend's house. And all of those like tips that may be life and death where you're, mm -hmm. oh, I got to go back for the dog leash, you know, and then boom, something happens, right? Yeah. Everything and, and being prepared is the key. But what I loved about what you just said was, empowering yourself about knowing the divorce process because mm -hmm. to me the way i interpret it and talk to my clients is the fear of not knowing what's going to happen exactly also cripples you right it's that fear. yes so to know that the gaslighting that you've been experiencing saying you'll get nothing and no judge is going to mm -hmm. believe you and you have no rights to anything in our house and you know all that stuff puts fear back in your heart so Absolutely. if you're looking at it and you go actually i've looked up my rights and mm -hmm. I'm not an abusive parent and I would have every right to have my children half the time. And mm -hmm. that will calm down and empower you to not listen to the negative thoughts that the, the narcissist in this case would be feeding you. Absolutely. And in each state, there is a state bar association and many of the bar associations have people on staff that can answer some basic questions. They will not be your full-blown attorney for a divorce, but they may be able to ask you some questions that are rolling around in your head, causing you to be afraid. Yeah. So even, even before you get an attorney, they might be uh, somebody to ask. The other thing I suggest is that to make the first person on your divorce team your divorce coach so they can educate you as to the different roles mm -hmm. you may not need an attorney mm -hmm. you may you may want to go with mediation mm -hmm. you may um, there may be so many other things involved you may need someone who can focus on the finances because you think your husband's or your spouse is hiding assets Mm -hmm. And so a, a coach can help you not only understand the roles, but can refer you to vetted people in those roles as well. Absolutely. That's such an important tip. I just pulled the book down off my shelf because as we want to learn about our rights, I, I think I have it on my website where we have a link to, um, you know, every single state's guidelines for parents and things like that. So you can mm -hmm. easily access that. But there's a series of books. This happens to be divorced mm -hmm. in Connecticut, but there's a series and it doesn't have all the states, but they're written by lawyers. And it's just like, what are your rights in your state? And mm -hmm. to read something like that and go, okay, phew, you know, or having a coach that understands also, but something like that is targeted to your state. If you've got the concern, what is, well, how do they handle custody in California? And what about this? And what about that? Whatever it is, knowing and empowering yourself to, to not let that fear creep in because you don't know the answers. Sit right. Down I think that's, that. 
I think it's perfect. I think the thing I would add on to that is I would make that preliminary research, mm -hmm. but I would also get legal input as to your specific and unique situation. Because who knows what, you know, every single woman that I work with, and there have been hundreds over my 25 years of coaching, has a unique situation. Mm -hmm. they're, they're different turns and twists and, and everything is, is different. So it's important to do that. The other thing I was thinking about when you mentioned that book is, and it relates to empowerment, if a woman doesn't feel like she's intelligent, she might go, oh, I can't read that book. I'll never understand it. Mm -hmm. Or I can't understand that legal petition. I'll never, you know, be able to. And that's where, um, that's where practicing positive thinking, that's where walking with a support system, that's where even sitting with that book with a friend and say, can we read this together? Mm -hmm. Little things, you know, baby steps at strengthening yourself and boosting your self-esteem. And as, as women in particular, we're terrible with negative self-talk. We just love to trash ourselves. And so we really need to practice um, new behaviors, and new new ways of talking to ourselves yeah that that's the key to this whole thing is uh, absolutely be your worst enemy because these recordings are going to keep coming but if mm -hmm. we learn to empower ourselves release the fear understand the things and understand our rights then there isn't as much worry and we are much more empowered to be yes. stronger through every single step. Like you talked about the beginning step, right? Okay. Well, this is our, you know, our exploratory discovery part and I'm going to learn what my rights are and, and, and I'll read a book if I can, or I'll watch some YouTube videos or I'll watch it, listen to a podcast, whatever I'm doing. I'm, I'm every step that you do in that research is another cog for you to either understand what might happen, what could happen, but mm -hmm. it's not necessarily your situation. So that's where the lawyer and the experts come in and go, well, that might apply to that lady on YouTube, but for you, mm -hmm. I want you to know that this would work this way. And then there's just this sigh of, okay, mm -hmm. someone's got my, my, the team is such an important part. I, I agree with you on that. Having people and the divorce coach, you know, it saves money and time from going into the lawyer and going, Hey, let me talk to you for $500 an hour and answer these exactly. questions. Yeah. Get a bot in a $20 book, right? Get that mm -hmm. stuff out of the way. I also tell people, and I love that you did say it, is if you can't read something like that, have your sister, have your mom, your best friend, somebody do the work for you. That's how you support someone. And then, mm -hmm. go, okay, this is really important. I want you to know this part, and this applies to you. Let's talk about that tonight. And, mm -hmm. and, digest it in your speed there's no right or wrong but knowing that you've got someone else that's watching out for you and you're not going to be like oh god i should have read chapter 13 and i forgot you know like like yeah. someone else who's willing to help you guide you and that's going to help so much so beverly tell me any closing things that you have that we want to teach people or tell them about being empowered well i think that uh remember that during a divorce and during life, there are all kinds of loving and well-meaning friends and support available to you. 
in some cases, no matter how well intentioned, those folks may be basing their suggestions on old information, incorrect information, mm -hmm. information from a situation that's totally different than yours. Mm -hmm. So what Tracy suggests is correct. Find the facts for your situation, but use a support system to be there for you, to bolster you, because you need that just as much as you need information. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Tell me, how can people find more information about you? Your domain name is going to be across the bottom here. Where else and what, what can they do and how do they find you? Well, the easiest way is through my website, herempowereddivorce.com. There's a tab there for my blogs and resource materials, as well as a tab for my podcast, which Tracy is going to be a guest on, um, where we talk all about divorce and the ins and outs and all the players involved. So um, I also am on Instagram, Facebook. I have a meetup group and a Facebook group for separated and divorced women. And I just love talking to you and um, I love helping women. Thank you so much for joining me today. You've been such a, a, a breath of sunshine coming in, <laughs> and bringing us empowerment because this is exactly what my folks needed to hear. So thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you, everybody. Bye-bye. Well, I hope you found that helpful. Every single little bit and nugget that we can get out of an expert like her is going to help empower you to be stronger through this process. You don't have to do it alone. My name is Tracy Malone. I am the founder of NarcissistAbuseSupport.com and a survivor of a narcissistic um, divorce, as well as the author of Divorcing Your Narcissist. You can't make this shit up. So if you're going through a divorce and you need some help, I'm here for you. You can visit my website, NarcissistAbuseSupport.com. If you like this video or you're listening to the podcast, please like and follow me and I will see you on the other side. Thank you.